Welcome to Nerd Chatting. Wrong show. Welcome to the Oblivion Song Podcast. This is a show where friends gather and talk all things Oblivion Song, a comic book by Robert Kirkman and Lorenzo De Felici. We are your hosts, TJ. I'm Bill. And I'm Ryan. You can find us on Twitter at Oblivion Podcast, and you can email us at the Oblivion Podcast. No, at the Oblivion Song Podcast at gmail.com. Correct. And if you have a moment, reach out to us on Twitter, on, uh, in, on one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was started with an I. On Twitter, uh, Instagram, on, Spotify, Snapchat. Uh, what were you going to say? Oh, on iTunes. iTunes okay. and, uh, and leave us a review because that will help us. It'll help boost us. Uh, get more listeners. If you like what you hear, tell your friends about it. Leave us a review. Um, we are also the Invincible Podcast. You can go over and check us out over there. And yeah, here we are on episode 20. Episode Issue 20. Shit. What a coincidence. Yeah. Wow. And episode are, 20. 20 episodes in. Hour two of podcasting. Yeah, because this is a week where we are doing the Invincible podcast and the Oblivion Song podcast recording on the same night. Which mm. never happens. We've, we've never done that before. <laughs> um, I don't think we've ever done that. Are you sure? Yeah, no. In, in 20 episodes. I don't think it's happened. We've done... We did one thing where we had like our part of an episode. Yes, oh, okay, part yeah. of an episode. But never full episodes. No. Well, I mean, we're we're all discombobulated because of New York City Comic Con. Yeah, that's kind of bumped. Uh, that bumped uh, the Invincible podcast by a week. Yeah, yeah that's... which if you want to hear more about part one of that conversation, uh, go ahead and listen to the uh, uh, Invincible podcast. Yeah, we talk a little bit about um, meeting Robert Kirkman and um, going to the Super Dinosaur panel and mm-hmm. more. But we're going to talk about that. And some other things that happened at New York Comic Con on this episode. Also, uh, stay tuned after the recap of, of issue 20 because mm-hmm. we have a, a new segment coming up. Um, something that Ryan talked about last time. And, yep. and we'll we'll kind of go into that. Something kind of new and exciting. Yeah, right. So, but first, TJ, what do we what do we got for uh, pop culture? Did I jump the gun? Are we going to start with pop culture news? Yeah. We can do that. Whichever you want. All right, we can do that. So, op culture news. Uh, while we were in New York City, we did wow. see... Wow. 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 The cow thing. That turned, yeah. We saw Joker. We did see Joker. So, what were your guys' thoughts on Joker? <clears throat> um, I don't remember whether it was on this podcast or Invincible, but we talked a little bit about our expectations for Joker. And I think it was squarely in the realm of what I was expecting. Um, but the movie itself was much better than I expected. I think the cinematography, the really? acting was mm-hmm. all much better. But the general feel of the movie was exactly what I had expected and feared. Was that it is a very, very... It's not the kind of movie that I can comfortably say I enjoyed. Because right. it was extremely um, hard to watch. It was disturbing in many levels. In the best ways. Oliver agrees with you. Not I mean, like watching Sharknado. Well, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's depressing. hard to see. It's, it's very depressing. Yeah, and, it's, and, it's, and, and I'm still wrestling with whether or not I like this interpretation of the Joker because I like 
I, I, I liked the story and what the story that was told, but I still don't know if I like the fact that this version of the Joker is the way he is because of a mental illness, as opposed to being a sadistic, crazy guy that enjoys it, that gets his kicks off of it. And it's the maniacal like kind of thing where it's a little bit more something that he enjoys. Whereas I feel like this one was more, a uh, um, like, you know, it's a rebellion. It's a, it's, it's, it's speaking out against the, the, the way someone was treated. And so it's, it's hard to wrestle. It's a very complicated movie. I'm fascinated with the conversations that are happening around it. Um, including some that we've had ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I keep unpacking it and thinking about it. And, um, I mean, overall I liked it. I don't know if I could see it again. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd be shocked if he didn't win best actor or even get nominated even, but yeah. The more time that I've had away from it, the more I've actually liked it. Like I, I've like Joaquin Phoenix was amazing in it. Like he was amazing in it. And, me and other friends, and, and I don't know if we talked about it with, if I talk about it with you guys. Oh, Ryan, you and I, I think verbatim had, had this conversation where um, if you had to pick, like, a Joker, Heath Ledger's my favorite still. But that being said, Joker in the Dark Knight was a fully realized Joker. Yeah. In this movie, he isn't a fully realized Joker until literally the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're not talking spoilers, by the yeah. Way. If you haven't seen the movie, like just go into it knowing that this is a journey. This is Arthur Fleck's story, and it's his journey. And it's it's one of those. It's the kind of movie that's almost exhausting to watch because mm-hmm. you see him unravel and and become undone and just with. With everything that happens to him from a medical standpoint, and then just on from a social standpoint, it you you it's it's a real journey, and you understand why he is the way he is at the end of the movie. It's not like yeah. it's not like like you were saying how Joker is someone who's just sadistic because he's sadistic and he likes it because he's homicidal. Like this is somebody who is damaged, mm-hmm. and you can understand how he got that way. Now, but does do that you, mean do you want? Does, him to be redeemable? Do you want it to be explained? Just because like, you understand why he got there doesn't mean that he's redeemable. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that, I mean, that, it, it, it Ryan, you said it, and, and, and I'm going too long here, but it's, it's important. It's a good movie, and it's an important movie because it's very relevant to the, the mental health issues that are happening in the country now where, like, people aren't getting the medication that they need, and then, like, when someone says that they're mentally unstable or ill, it's not, it's, people don't look at it like how they look at cancer, but that's how it is, you know, and, and it, and it, the, the, you can't be surprised when you treat somebody with mental illness the way that they do, and then they do what he did in the movie, and that's what the movie's all about. What makes the without, movie... Without, without, sorry, TJ, but without justifying it or saying that that's okay. Which Correct. I think is an important point right. to make. That, and, and, and but again, you can't you can't say you can't kick a dog and then be surprised when the dog bites you in the face. You know what I mean? Do you want do you are you like, yeah, that but, dog should have bit you in the face. Yes. So you're justifying it. No, I'm not justifying it. You're justifying a dog biting you in the face because you kicked it. That's why, like, I understand where Ryan's coming from too. It's not it's not justifiable. We are we still make our own choices. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So but it's it's but there's an understanding to it, not justified. I'm saying but when understanding. I'm saying when a kid bats at a fucking bee's nest, and he's just a kid, and you're like, oh, I'm a fucking asshole. I'm just gonna beat this bee's nest, and nothing bad's gonna happen. And then you get stung. What happens? You're like, well, you fucking hit the bee's nest. 
You should, and, and you got stung because of it. Right. I'm not saying that that it's justified. I mean, a bee's sting, like that's what it is. But I'm just saying, like, the watch the movie because it 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 asks a lot of, and it just, shows just a lot of movie. yeah, and it shows a lot of important things that that are uncomfortable to talk. It was about, a very good and movie. They the, what makes it difficult to watch, in my opinion, is the fact that you go into a movie for the highs and the lows. This movie doesn't have highs. No. Almost at all. Like, we're again, we're not going to go into spoilers, but I don't think it's a spoiler to know that, yeah, he ends up as Joker in the end, mm-hmm. and that's not a good ending. You know what I mean? So it's it's exhausting. And you and whenever you watch a movie that that's, that's like that, it normally ends on a high or it ends with a good mm-hmm. ending. Or it's up and down throughout, and you get those highs and you get those mm-hmm. lows. That's not what this movie is. Yeah. It is exhausting to watch. But it was, in my opinion, an amazing fucking movie. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really, really good. I do want to see it again while it's in theaters. We ended up actually seeing it in IMAX. Um, yeah, not that it was a must-see in IMAX, but... Both of you guys try and remind me to bring up something after we're done recording that came out afterwards. We will both forget. Okay. I guarantee it. Um, another show that we watched, um, we all watched and we all loved it, um, is a show on Amazon called Undone. Mm-hmm. Um very very smart show it has to do with time travel um bill what's your take on that in like 30 words or less good lord um again this is not the kind of show that's easy to just be like 30 words or less uh it's one of my favorite the one of the best shows that i've seen in a very very long time in terms of smart um in terms of doing what's uh, again, expected a, a and very, un- unexpected. Again, a very relevant topic in yeah. regards to mental illness and mental awareness and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And the the way they interpret it and the way they talk about it is fascinating. It will keep you talking for days. If yeah. uh, so, if if you haven't watched Undone on Amazon Prime, do yourself a favor. It's not something that you have to like. Oh, give it the first episode. If you don't like it within the first five minutes of the show, you won't like it. I disagree with that. At least start episode two. Well, episode okay. two, episode, episode two is where things kick off. Episode one is all character, character, but you love the characters in it. That's what's so yeah, good but about it. It's not it. what the show is like, right? But it's extremely yeah. watchable. Yeah. It's extremely watchable. Um, what else? There was something else I wanted to bring up. Other than those two things, Final Space was awesome. Oh yeah, Final, Final Space was great. Yeah, season two that ended. ended. It, I get, uh, we always talk more. about that. Yeah, that's going to be season three is season officially three coming. Is nuts. Yeah. Uh, have you guys been reading anything new? Um, I uh, Today was the final issue of um, the Hickman's X-Men run, and I loved it. It was really cool. It's uh, This was the X... House of X and House Powers of X. House of X and yep. Powers of Ten or whatever. Or yep, like that. Yeah. yep. Excited to sit down with um, um, our friend Mike Carter and dive into everything that it means for the X-Men series going forward. For the first time ever, I'm kind of like into X-Men, you know. Oh, first time in a long time, I should say. Yeah. Other than I, that, we've been reading White Knight. Uh, mm-hmm. I got caught up on Die, 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 which was batshit crazy. Oh, yeah. That's that's what I also, I got caught yeah. up on. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And Die, Die, Die will be back. Another Kirkman book. It'll be back, um, I think, early next year. I don't remember what they what they said, but it's sometime next year. Yeah, it'll be back. very early next year. I actually talked to... Um, Chris Burnham. Chris Burnham about it, too. And... One of the New York Comic Con. Yeah, and I, and I was talking to him a little bit about his art and stuff like that and just kind of asked him... If he could tell me, you know, how how far along he is in, mm-hmm. in illustrating it. And I don't really want to say. Yeah, but you know, yeah, it's, but... Uh, it's, it's really exciting. And, I mean, the, 
we talked a little bit about how Super Dinosaur is Kirkman kind of reeling it in, you know, and being able to write a kid's story. And Die, Die, Die is the polar opposite. Mm-hmm. It is just, it's just everything in the kitchen sink. It's He said it gets even crazier, yes. too, because we we oh. had talked about that um, when we when we were talking to yeah. him at Comic-Con. And I was like, it, it just sounds like it's it's just your perfect reality. Like, everything that you want to happen happens in this <laughs> like, comic yeah, book. Kinda. And he's like, yeah, it gets even crazier. So very, very eager yeah. to... Um, it's funny how we jumped off or we fell off and then yeah. you just jump back into it and it's as good as you remember, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I started reading something and I didn't even think to talk to you guys about it until I looked at my... Because I'll, I'll take notes throughout the month to bring up during the podcast, but... Um, did either of you read the um, Spider-Man that was the J.J. Abrams and his brother did? Hmm. No, I didn't. It was his son. It's J.J. Abrams and his son. Henry Abrams? I thought uh-huh. it was his brother. No, it's his son. It was awesome. I heard it was really it good. It was awesome. Like, I'm not a Marvel guy. I'm not crazy about the cover. I don't think yeah, the cover it's very, very plain. Good. It's plain. <laughs> um, the, the the art on the inside though, like it's good yeah. it's decent it's good um what they're doing though it has me like excited for it okay and it's, is it standalone? i'm not it's a spider-man right? guy at all i think so but yeah. it could be canon yeah it could be yeah but it all could right. also not be yeah i'll have to check that out it's the only first one two issue, right two two the okay. second one came out today being, oh, okay, cool. being wednesday um yeah so definitely check that out Trouble. Um, anything else you guys are watching or excited for coming out that you... I mean, me and Katie have the, our usual shows that are back. You know, Good Place, This Is Us. Yep. Uh, Zombie Land comes out. Is that this weekend? Zombie Zombie Land Double Tap comes out this weekend, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. And then, um, this is something cool that happened at Comic-Con, too. Do we want to talk to... Or are we well, kind we of can just talk about Comic-Con now, right? Yeah, we'll move into to our Comic-Con talk. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we... we Decided to go to Comic Con this year. All the three, all three of us. I went by myself last year, um, but you guys joined me this year. Mm-hmm. We had a good time. Yep. Highlight was, of course, finally getting to meet Robert Kirkman in person. Yep. You know, we got to go to the signing. Uh, he knew who we were, and you know, it was cool just kind of chatting with him for a little bit. Yep. Um, yeah. One of the coolest things. So, what I was gonna say is, uh, Jalen Saint Bob, the reboot is coming out on the fifteenth. And the 17th, Oliver, get down. Get off the table. Off. <laughs> um, they're doing like a very limited release, and I'm excited for that movie. But I met Brian O'Halloran. Um, I believe that's how you pronounce his name. Who plays Dante in Clerks and Clerks 2 and all mm-hmm. the other ones. And that was a really, really cool experience. Like he was just literally out on the floor. Just kind of, he wasn't behind a booth or anything like that. Like, Ryan, you and me saw him. Yeah, we just walked past. And yeah. You, I didn't recognize him at first. Uh, I don't like Clarks as much as you guys do. Mm-hmm. You do. Or I mean, Bill does. Yeah. I mean, I've seen him. I enjoy him. But but so at first it took me a minute. I even had to ask him, like, wait, who is this again? Um, the same exact thing happened with Jason Mewes at a, at a fan expo like two years ago. Really? When I was there, he was just walking around like buying toys. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. It was just cool. We had a very casual conversation about how when Clerks 2 was supposed to come out four years ago and why it didn't and... Mm-hmm. It was just, it sounded like someone complaining about their job, like how you and <laughs> I complain about our and job. You know, again, it was one of those things where he's like, yeah, you know, movies, you know, it, uh, you know, someone was all on the producer and, you know, someone, we found a new one and, but the, but the one guy didn't give us an, it was an, an insulting amount of, yeah. like an insulting offer and, mm-hmm. and you know, the, the movie's been written for a long time and it's just a matter of getting, and it's just like, God, 
we yeah. think about this when we think about the Invincible movie or the Oblivion Song movie and mm-hmm. what how we ha- we know nothing about the movie industry and how long yeah. these kind of things can take and the issues they can run into. With that type of movie, it's a, I think it's a little bit harder to get funding, you know, and get yeah. like the oh, right yeah. budget. But with like a movie that's got like big studio backing, I'm sure it's a little bit easier. But you know, yeah. Um. So yeah, we we met Robert Kirkman. We got some stuff signed. One thing that I got signed, I my I get my trades. I think it would be cool, not that they're going to be worth any money or anything, it's just for me, it's my own personal thing, is to get every Oblivion Song trade signed. I think by that's Kirkman. cool. You have Kirkman. all three trades signed now. Yeah. That's neat. Yeah, I had the first one signed last year. Mm-hmm. I got the other two signed this year and a couple other things signed. So, um, yeah, it, it was fun meeting him. And I, I got to ask him a question and about Oblivion Song. And I'm didn't still. Didn't really get an answer, though. Didn't really get an answer. But I asked him about, um, like, when is the hardcover hardcover for Oblivion or Song coming out? Or even if there is one coming. Yeah, if there is one coming. And he uh, he said there's something in the works, but not ready to share yet. Yeah. Like, he was kind of, like, weary about it. You Which know what I mean? So, I, like... He kind of had, like, a nervous giggle about it, yeah, too. Yeah, like, like, there's something... There's, I feel like there's maybe something up. Not only that, but I also asked what issue he was currently writing. And... He asked me, he's like, what What issue do you think I'm writing? And I was like, well, judging off of your response, I'm going to guess 24. And he laughed, like hysterically laughed. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I'm writing 24. Ha ha ha. Which made me think that he's not even on 24. But then I thought about it. That's only four ahead. Yeah, I think the he's solici- way far the solici- ahead than that. But they weren't like a month ago. Hmm. But the solicits are out That's for just- issue 22. Yeah, he's got, he's, he had to have, like, he had to He have, also said that Lorenzo De Felici has already done a cover for the hardcover. Oh, he did see that. So yes. there you go. We know it's going to happen. But why was he so weird about it? <laughs> why do you think? Why I do you, know. I mean, why do you, what, what would, what would stop Robert Kirkman from saying when a hardcover is coming out? I know that we caught up quickly. There were no gaps in months like it was uh-huh. it has been month to month there have been no gaps and i think that they slowed down on you know on him maybe him writing or like things like that mm-hmm. i think there's going to be a gap i think well what was um what would be the end of the fourth trade we talked about this before what issue would that be uh 19 20 21 22 is it 23 is it five so it'd be 23. No, it'd be five. It'd be six issues per Six? Trade. So 24 would be the last one. Which would probably be what's funny about it. And they could be taking a break after that. And then four trades would equal one hardcover. So maybe he's doing something where it's like, we're not talking about it yet because this is going to be the complete thing. Maybe there's going to be a big jump in time or in characters. Again? Or maybe characters. I don't know. Maybe they're just taking a break. Who knows? But maybe that's not why. Not me. Yeah, right? Maybe that's why, though. I want to know. I hope, I hope it's not in trouble. Oh no! They, I think it's doing really well. They, they I think say, so. did you read the letters column? Yeah. They say that uh, the last issue, because it's like the, the cool being on the cover. Yeah. They said they saw a huge spike in sales, and, and it's and still. Reads. Yeah, and it's, I did see they, that. They got a lot more emails, and like they say, it's doing really well. Yeah. So I don't think that's an issue at all. I hope not. Yeah. I, I'm loving this book right now. I've been uh, on a high from it, especially since last issue. Yep. So and this was a great issue too. It was. Uh, um, other uh, New York Comic Con stuff. We did some uh, CGCing. Um, mm-hmm. Mike Carter, our friend. Uh, we I had his uh, collector's edition of Oblivion Song Number One. Yep. We had uh, I turned that in to be CGC'd and signed by Kirkman. 
um, a few of our other comics. Um, some Invincible, some Walking Dead. I didn't get a chance to get oh, my yeah. CG seed because I wanted my signature series. And again, these, it was kind these, of a disaster. These there. aren't things that I, I plan on selling or anything, but I think it's just cool. It's cool to have their signature on yeah, there for a collection of the things that they created. Mm-hmm. Um, I had Hush Number One. I wanted to get signed by Jim Lee, uh, Scott Williams, and um, I always forget the colorist. What's his name? Drives yeah, me nuts. He was there. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was at the. Forgive me. Um, yeah, but him too. He was also there. Uh, and then I want to get my. I wanted to get some some other things CGC Invincible related. Um, but yeah, it was just insane. And we waited. We got in a six hour line, like that they were <laughs> going to text us when it was our turn. And then when they texted us, it was at the end of the con. And then they told us that. We had we didn't do what we were supposed to beforehand, but they never told us that ahead of time. It, it was a disaster. It was kind of a mess. Yeah. It was a disaster. They they text us after, after the I already closed. went up. Like yeah. I went up and like, hey, I didn't get a text yet, and they're like, okay, let's take care of you. And then after we left, they took care. Of- yeah. yeah. So I got my my Walking Dead um, issue one, two, and three CG seed, mm-hmm. and then three or four and five were in condition okay, that I wouldn't CGC anyways. Yeah. So then I just took those to get um, signed by Kirkman. Yeah. So. Which was pretty cool. I got a shit ton of commissions. Yeah, you did. So I, I everyone knows that that has listened before that I I'm a big uh, commission collector. I, I collect a lot of original art. I love original art. Um, I got like I don't know, like 15 things. It was, it was something ridiculous. Um, wasn't planning on getting that many. It's just there's so many artists there that are that are at a big big cons like this that I love and I want to get something from. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I got some invincible related stuff. Uh, I got an awesome Angstrom Levy. Um, and you and you you're posting most of these on your uh, Twitter and everything, right? And yeah. Instagram or... I'm 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 probably gonna post them on on Twitter. I normally only post my invincible stuff on Twitter. I might post some other stuff too. Mm-hmm. But if anybody wants to look at all my stuff, it's uh, on Instagram Redhood Fifty One. Yeah. Um, check it out. Uh, Dustin Nugent was there who does Descender. Everybody knows that listens to this how big of a Descender fan I am. Dustin Nugent is incredible, and I finally got the chance to meet him. I bought you a ton of his for stuff. A while. Yeah, I got a ton of his stuff. Another one, Chris Burnham, we talked about who does uh, um, Die, Die, Die. He, Batman I, and Robin. Yeah, he did Batman and Robin as well. I love his version of Robin. I told him I want a beat up Robin, and he ended up doing a Robin for me that was. His side is cut open and his intestines are out. And Robin is using the intestines as a lasso, <laughs> like has it like swinging in the air. It's like, it's really funny. Yeah, it's um, it came out so awesome. But I got a bunch of other ones too, some Batman villains and um, things like that. So yeah, I'll, I'll be posting some of those on my Instagram, some of them on, on Twitter as well. So yeah, we, um, um, we got to check out Midtown Comics. Um, we've been there a couple times. Yeah. Um, we saw Trevor Noah filming. Oh uh, yeah, that was funny. that's a funny story. T- you weren't there for that, was? Oh, that no, was that was Sunday morning. So me and Ryan were walking down the street, um, and a bunch of people were crowded out. It was right outside the Lego building. Yeah, like um, a store by the um, by the uh, uh, Flatiron. Yeah, it wasn't in um, Times Square. Um, so Trevor Noah was holding a hot dog, and he kept like looking at it all weird and then all of a sudden they said action and he was walking like looking around the city and then took a bite of the hot dog and then looked around his uh, like to his left and then they said cut and they were just filming like a clip uh, they were just filming a clip of him of him like kind of walking around new york city eating a fucking hot dog from a hot dog stand yeah and then so it was it cool again. you got to get like the whole new york experience seeing people film like you got to meet a celebrity just standing yeah. around at the con like 
yeah, it was it was fun, but exhausting. Very exhausting. And we, had, and we had the most ridiculous Uber drive, driver on the way back to the airport who, driving over one of the bridges, randomly asked us if we knew what year the bridge was built. Like, this guy had to have been stoned. Yeah. Not oh. only that, but it was a rough ride. Like, he did oh, not man, know how to drive. It was terrible. Terrible. But we, but yeah, we survived. We did. And it was a lot of fun. So, so. that was our, um, our trip to New York City. Um, yeah. So we had a good time there. We're talking about... Maybe going again next year. Maybe even doing like uh, San Diego. We'll see. That's gonna be we'll a big see. one. Yeah, if we can, if we can. Um, it's impossible, but we'll try. Yep. Um, so yeah, we'll keep you informed on all that. Um, yeah. So do we want to kind of dive into the issue here? Jump into Oblivion song, the comic issue twenty. Issue twenty. So well, let's start with the um, the cover. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the cover? It's good. I always love the covers for this comic. Yes. This is a very good cover. It's not It's not one of my favorites, though. Agreed. It's, it's, I, it is not one of my favorites. Um, it's, it's, it's still amazing. Yeah. The color yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Again, just that green, the green water. I feel like this was more about the, like, what is going on. Like, mm-hmm. it, it gets mm-hmm. you, like, engaged to, like, what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, like someone's who, pushing... Um, Ed, pushing Ed's head into the river. His beard is very thick. I it that. is. It's thick in the comic, though. Yeah. Again, it it's... feels like this is. Um, uh, it's funny how little this matters in the actual comic. It's a very deceiving cover. Which is fine. That's a, a knock yeah. against the cover. It's just funny how uh, deceiving it is. Yeah. That's pretty typical, though. Oh, yeah. We've gotten lucky with, with Oblivion Song, with them being extremely relevant yeah. to what's in here. And, I mean, this hap- it literally happens in the comic. Yeah. It's just, it means nothing. Yeah. Like, there's not, like, you know, it's not like, who the fuck is that that faceless man mm-hmm. on the cover? Indeed. All right. We'll dive in. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do Previously it. on Oblivion Song. While Nathan recovered in the hospital, the faceless men schemed in Oblivion Lord Halak commanded Keith to find a way to Earth, but Keith wrestled with his guilt over working with the Faceless Men. Gozan Dakul murdered a human captive for his own experiments, and Lucy and Scotty may be next. I like how when we read this, we went straight to Halak. But in Invincible, we went Onan. Yeah. Onan. Can I tell you or that Anan. As, was I was, as I was reading that, I was like, two A's, it's Ak. Like yeah. I like I it's I yeah. yeah yeah and then That's right. two U's is cool, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. all right diving in, so so we get the flashback scene that we got on the um, next on little preview, mm-hmm. so which issue. is oh, what's the guy with his Dane Dane, 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 Dane yep. missing Dane. the eye patch, so they're eating these fruits which look delicious and apparently and then, Kirkman and, likes writing things that look gross but taste really good. To get your imagination like going, like yeah. I wonder what that tastes like. They look like fruits. They do look like fruits. Well, at this point, it is fruit. Um, yeah, so they're eating these things, and he's like, "Don't, don't eat them all. Like we're not gonna have anything to take back." And he's like, "But they're so juicy, and they do look fucking good too. They look all right." Um, so he goes. They go back. Uh, someone comes in and gets Ed and says. Lucy's Lucy's having the baby, and he's like he runs back. So to it's her. obviously a flashback. Yes, that's yes. what that's mm-hmm. what has, has yep. us know that it is a flashback. 
Um, he runs to her. She says that the baby, the baby is already here. Um, doesn't doesn't it look like where they're living? Like, um, so so they talk about where his what they want to name him. Um, mm-hmm. and Scott, I believe, is the name that they yep. they land on, which is his father's name. And he says, you know, it seems relevant now that he's made something of his life. Yeah, he because, said he would have been dead in a gutter or something. Yeah, he's but... well. He said, I if if you would have told me where I would be. Now I wouldn't have believed it. I would have believed you telling me I'd be dead in a gutter over mm-hmm. where I am right now. Um, so it just goes to show like what kind of person he was before yeah. Oblivion, which it really laid on thick in the beginning, but we still don't kind of know like it's what kind he of did. The point of this flashback, right? Like that's what we're really getting in this flashback is that is is him talking about how much his life has changed. You know, I we're so, learning probably. more about that because I mean, we obviously knew she had the baby. Like that's yeah. not the reveal mm-hmm. here. It's the reveal that. You know, he how had a good life. He was, he's he was a, happy. He's happy. Yeah. Uh, but one thing that we got a glimpse of, like a little thing in the in previous, I think it was two issues ago, uh, they name him Scott. And Lucy's like, Scott, really? Why would you name him Scott? And he's like, um, he's like, if you're OK with it. Yeah, I wanted to name him after my dad. He would have liked that. Now that I'm not an embarrassment, it seems like the right thing to do. But Nate, when he first found out that the name of his son was Scott, was like, really? You're going to name him Scott? So I feel like there's more dynamic there that has to do with with Ed and his father, or Nate and his father. Like, yeah, there's definitely some kind of relationship, you know, between their father and what happened there. Do you think his father's alive? No. I feel like the story is leading me to say no, but I wouldn't put it past Kirkman to... I feel like the story is leading me to say that he is still alive because they're talking about him a lot. What if he were to show up? Yeah. They're building Uh, a backstory. He would have liked that, he said. Yeah. No, I know. He said, if you're okay with it, yeah, I wanted to name him after my dad. He would have liked that, meaning that he's no longer alive. Sure. But do you think he is alive? No. I don't know. Uh, What I'm asking is, do you think that 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 there's a possibility that he's alive and Ed and Nate don't know it? Oh, uh, like there's something nefarious going on, possibly. No, I feel like that anything that would have happened like that would have happened before Oblivion happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe. I mean, who knows? He could have died during the. Oh my God! What was it called? The divergence. The transference. Transference. What? Whoo, man! It's been a few issues, man. It's been over. A, it's almost been two years. Since what? Since the transference. Since we read the first issue of of Oblivion Song. Yeah, but they've said transference before. Yeah, before, <laughs> like a year ago. Um, but I mean, the reason why I bring that up is because I'm still, I'm sure nothing will come of it, but I am still weary of Keith's family. And we'll, we'll get into that too, because we're, we're still digging into the, the issue here of like, I don't know, like, I'm sure they're real, but I think there's a possibility that they're not or that they were brought back. Like maybe they died Keith's and came family? back. Like, yeah. I'm not no. like you think that they just the that the faceless men found his family, but they were captured. They didn't find them. They were already captured. They wouldn't have killed him by then. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. I don't hmm. know. I feel like there's something something iffy going on there. Hmm. All right, moving on. Uh, yeah, it shows them happy. Uh, it sh- shows them staring out at the sunset of oblivion. Um, with, I like that line. With, what? 
think of the adventure our lives will be. And he's back in the real world. And he's back in the real world, and it's bleak looking. And what will you have in five hundred years? Mm-hmm. Um, this was a really difficult thing to read and to watch and to witness. So he's back, and he's he's depressed, obviously, because he he lost everything that he that he had. Uh, he's back in the real world. Um, the 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 big thing was so Nate is healing. Um, he's in the hospital. Yeah, and, and Rachel's and, there, and he says that this new medicine is working fast. Mm-hmm. Um, meaning that like medicine that they the got from medicine. Oblivion, yeah, drugs that they got from Oblivion, but he can't really still move without ripping a stitch. But the big thing that happened in in this scene here was Maria and her son. Ma- What's his Mateo? Mateo. 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 Um, go to the hospital to talk to Ed, and the Mateo is says, "I hate you. I can't listen to any more of this ridiculous small talk." Um, well, it's Ed's son. You? No, it's not. He adopted him. He was like an adoptive father. Mm, true. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah Mateo yeah. was already he was already a baby when he son. right. You were supposed to be my father. You protected us and made us feel safe. Um, uh, without you, we had to come live here with all these weak, pathetic people complaining about the coffee and the weather. You abandoned us and you ruined everything. And he's like, uh, don't you miss us? Don't you even care? You really seem to care. And he he pretty much says you threw us away once Lucy came into the picture. And, and I hope you... I hope your your family is actually gone because you threw us away too. Like, so they can he, see who the real like yes. get to know the real you. He made. I mean, the kid made a really excellent point. Like, as soon as I mean, he was in Oblivion with Maria and Mateo for ten years, and then, and then all of a sudden Lucy comes in who he hadn't seen, and now he's he totally drops them, has a baby with Lucy. I mean, how the fuck would you feel? We thought that they were all good when we came back from. From that, from Didn't that break, there was that, that party. There was that, scene, yeah. there was yeah. that party, but there, we, there was, was a little bit of it was, it was uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah, but we thought that though, like everything was done and over with, and it's not because like yeah. Mateo still has pent up aggression against Ed, which I thought was cool. And then Maria like grabbed him and was like, "Let's go." Um, yeah, yeah, I, I really why, liked why that. Did, scene. I mean, that's it's such a selfish thing. I mean, you can't help your heart, you know what I mean? But the fact that like. Imagine, Ryan, imagine Katie, like, you being with Katie for 10 years, and then all of a sudden, some guy walks in, and she completely dumps you. Like, just boom. Like, it, you didn't even matter at all. Yeah. Like, wouldn't that make you feel like you've always been on the back nine? Like, you're always just the person that's just there yeah. until and this I'm person sure, comes back? I mean, back. and how old is Mateo here? He's 13. Like, 13 or so? He like, is, because he's 10. because so he was born his entire life. He, he like, was born in Oblivion. He's... Yeah, he was born in Oblivion. Because she was pregnant when she during the transference, or he was like a baby, and then it was ten years in the transference, and then three years passed. Remember the three-year time jump? Yeah. So he's thirteen. This isn't the first time that they that Kirkman's done something like that in this book. I mean, there was the whole issue with Duncan and Heather, mm-hmm. uh, where Duncan was oh, away wow. for a long time. Duncan was away for a long time, yeah. and but she that one made sense. Else. But that one made sense. And no, she- it both both of them are the polar opposites and both of them make sense. But she stayed with her current person. Exactly. She it's, they're both polar opposites but they still both make sense. There is no right or wrong. Ed's makes Ed's making sense isn't the right thing. I'm saying what's like heartless. Like Ed's decision almost seems heartless. 
right? Because how much time passed before he dumped uh, Maria? It's opinion, though. That's a, that's an opinion. I I mean, if he wanted to stay with Lucy, just like Heather wanted to stay with that other guy, mm-hmm. it's the same the it's the same thing. But I mean, there's nothing keeping Maria from living in oblivion. However, why would she want to? You know what I mean? So I understand it She'd from be both remi- I understand why she's not in oblivion anymore. Right. She doesn't want to see that relationship. But it's relationship. not like he took anything away. I'm sure Ed was like, please come live with me because I want to have a relationship with Mateo. Mm-hmm. But she's like, I'm not going to do that. I imagine that that's how it probably went down. Yeah. So it's it's tough. It's I mean, I get where you're coming from. We just don't know how much time has passed between Lucy and Ed meeting back up again. If it, if it was like a year's time and he and Maria kind of like slowly drifted apart, I could understand that. But if he instantly, like the minute she came back, he was like, all right, you're done, Maria. I'm done with you. I love Lucy. Like that's what I'm I saying is Lucy. cold-hearted. <laughs> yeah. See, Oliver agrees with me. I'm So they pretty much, now it's just Ed and Nate um, talking about how Ed and uh, he has a good idea of where they are, and Marco um, is going to kind of go with him back yeah. into oblivion. And throughout this issue, several times, um, Heather has to tell Nate, like, "You're not going. You're healing. Like, stop trying to move. Like, yeah." And now we're back. Uh, in oblivion. We're back in oblivion, we're at the um, the oh faceless man. This was fucking terrifying. So the last, the last that Lucy knows, and I believe is that Dane with her. No, Dane. Is that Dane or is, is was it Dane that died last? That's just some random guy. No, Dane didn't die. It was some random guy. Dane, we haven't seen Dane. Dane yeah. wasn't in this. Okay. Yeah. So Lucy's there. She has her baby with her. Um, it was Brian or somebody that died. Yeah. Okay. Um, the last they know that is that there's a faceless man out there that's trying to save them. They're not. Maybe uh, saving them. Yeah, well, he says that he's not with the other ones, so there's hope. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but we know that that's not true. We saw well, we it. Know, yeah. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. It's not actually true. That's just what they believe. We know because um, he ended up taking one of them, the faceless man, t- took one of them, said, I'm here to help you, took him outside, and then snapped his neck. Yeah. In the last issue, the cool uh, and decide like tore him apart with his yeah. hands. Yeah. Disgusting. Uh, maybe it's because I have children. This scene was extremely difficult to like. like the feel- someone yelling at you for comforting your child. Yeah, like don't lie to your fucking kid about of like. Are you kidding me? This is a newborn baby. But no, the other part is just feeling hopelessness. Like I couldn't imagine sitting in a, a jail cell with like Remy or Riker. Not knowing what was going to happen next, if, n- not knowing if if a monster was going to come and take my kid away from me, and not knowing what was, what they were going to do to my child, like, yeah. could you imagine the terror? No, no I couldn't. Um, I really like this scene with um, Marco and Ed. It just goes back to you know mm-hmm. what we the like. science of it, yeah, the science of it, and yeah. how you know when remember when uh, Nate saw the um the faceless men's base he teleported back as he saw it so therefore he knows where it is in relation to our dimension on earth yeah yeah so they go to that spot and they're like okay so this is where it should be so let's go a couple miles away teleport there and then walk back well well marco was gonna just teleport right there and then 
and then uh, Ed was like, whoa, whoa, dude. We like, could be dropping right yeah, into their base yeah, and be exactly. surrounded instantly. So we'll walk a, walk a couple miles away and then kind of walk up slowly on it and kind of know mm-hmm. more what we're expecting. Yeah. Yeah. So then we get more of the general um, and Nate. And it's it's a very interesting, like, kind of back and forth because Nate is thinking what we're thinking where we don't trust the general. You know what I mean? Um, because he keeps saying things like, we got to get our people back. Like, he's just not used to having the support from the government. Um, yeah, and that's and that's really it. And the general just says, like, we need to get our people back no matter what. So, yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah, they're kind of on the same side now, in a sense. Like, like the general still has a presence of, um, like, kind of a villainous presence, but it's more of the presence of, like... They have different motives. Mm-hmm. They they just seem to align right now. Mm-hmm. So so the next page, uh, we get Marco um, and Ed. They're actually in oblivion now, and they're walking mm-hmm. toward the the faceless men's base. Uh, and Marco sees the the fruit that we see in on the first page, mm-hmm. and he starts eating it and eating it. And well, like, Ed's like, "Here, have one of these if you're hungry," because he says that he's starving. We should have brought something. Yeah. Um. He's like, "What is it?" And he's like, "Food. We eat it all the time." So he takes a bite of it, and he's like, "This is the best fruit I've ever eaten." And Ed's just like, <laughs> "Fruit." And, and then, then and then Marco, this is go ahead. Marco looks at it and looks up. Like my but as panel. It, <laughs> as it as it pans out, you see these creatures. And they're basically crapping on the vines, and it makes it look like fruit, but it's it's these creatures. I kind of took it as almost laying eggs stool. in a way. I I thought maybe laying eggs as well, um, because why would they just sit there and poop over and over and over and over again? Either way, it's some sort of it's something disgusting. Extra. I think being... the joke is that it's poop, though. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, possibly. Because if it was eggs, that wouldn't be as gross. Yeah, still gross That's or funny, right? Yeah. But just his face, and he's like, Either wait, way, neither of those are fruit-like. Right. Yeah, so, and he's like, wait, yeah. what if it isn't fruit, what is it? And then I just like, we should keep going. And then like <laughs> Marco won't let it go and he's like, No 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 wait, I need to know what this is now. And then Um At least I think I do. Yeah, at least I think and then he's just like looking at it and then just eats it. I, I loved it. That that it was like a really yeah. funny you know, moment and and mm-hmm. a comic that doesn't really have a whole ton of humor in it, so I like this that Marco says, talks about how beautiful Oblivion is. And Ed says, yeah, it is. All it asks for is respect. You give it that and can find a place here. That's how we've gotten gotten by. So I almost feel like this is heading into a place where maybe Marco's not going to want to leave. Then we get to the base. It's all about that base. Um, I don't like this part. I don't like when people act irrational. Yeah. Because I mean, he was, it was his idea to like sneak up yeah, on it, and just, all of a sudden yeah. they get there and he just goes running in. Yeah. Well, he goes running in because he sees one of the humans. He sees one of his friends. Right. And Ed takes off and starts running and he goes, "This is my chance. I'm not going to get another chance. We have to we have to fight now." And then Marco runs up, grabs him by the the back of the the cape or the, you know, his shawl and pulls him down and like t- just trying to calm him down, but can't huh. calm him down. I didn't catch that. And then Marco presses his button to tell him por- teleport him back to Earth. What didn't you notice? Didn't catch what? It his cape very deliberately flies off. What do you mean? 
Ed's cape flies off of him. I wonder if someone's going to find his cape next issue. Maybe. He teleports away without his cape. True. I don't know. It just seems deliberate. Like he grabs onto it. Like, like a loaded gun. Like Marco grabs it. And then the next scene, he it rips off of him. And then the scene after that, you see it floating away. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it's nothing. Yeah, maybe someone finds it. Either way, it. of course, it love is going, him they are going pressing down the button. Yeah. So he presses the button to, to teleport them back to Earth. I like how, like, official government business. Please, please move along. Yeah, because they're standing there. They're, they teleported back, and, and they're in the middle of the road wearing their their armor and like their oblivion songs or their oblivion stuff and people are like running away from them and, and they're just like yeah, official buzz, uh, government business please move along and then ed puts his head on or uh, his hand on his head and he's like they're they're trapped there oh god um and marco's like i know ed i know and we're going to get them back but they got to do it smart you know um so we're back in oblivion the base of the faceless men and Lucy's there, and they have a, you know, she's talking about how if they don't, if that faceless man doesn't come back and save them soon, they're going to have to escape because, uh, like, she's running out of breast milk mm-hmm. for her baby. Terrifying. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. They, Fucking terrifying. They're stuck there, and they need to do something. Um, right so, after- I read this digitally, and I, do, do you as well? Yep. And do you read it panel by panel, or do you read it page by page? Panel by panel. Panel by panel. So the page where she's like, um, maybe I'm just, maybe I just see Oblivion for what it is—a place that gives us what we need. It fixes problems. At least that's how it's been for me. It's magical. It's and then thunk, and then the next panel is your time has come, and it's to cool because yeah. he's got the military garb on. He's got the like it's it's actually it's him. He says your time has come. Bring the small one. We must hurry. And then tap again. I was like, please, God, don't let this be the last panel. So then I click again, and I'm like, oh, great, it's not the last page. See, and then how she, can you doubt me now? And then, boom, end of the fucking comic. Yeah. Dude, for me, a very up until the very end, it, it did what I was afraid that this comic was going to do and slow it down after you get the momentum going in such an amazing issue, last issue. Mm-hmm. You said it did? Yeah. It, yeah. it did, it did what I feared what it was going to do. Because remember how we, we, we were reading the next on? And I'm like, I fucking hate when they do that. When they do like a flashback or they slow mm-hmm. it down after like an issue. I think this is only going to be one issue though. I really feel like I get the impression that next issue is going to be... Well, the cover on the next issue... I didn't look at the cover. Oh yeah, I did. The cover on the next awesome, issue... Awesome, awesome cover. ...is the reflection of a face and a mouth screaming. And and correct me if I'm wrong, but those look like Lucy's eyes. Oh, probably. Look, look at the bangs. Do you know what that... It, that's what, that's what that's the yeah. faceless men were wearing. Like the guards. Yeah, the, the guards, guards, the guards that, were that wearing crystal. that crystal. Yeah. Love that. Fucking stop it with the fucking covers, Lorenzo. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> oh, man. The one after that. I want to see hardcover cover. The one the after that's even cover, better. Yeah. The, the what? The one after that's even better. Uh, You've seen it? No, I don't look at it. it. You don't want to look at it. Don't, don't look at it. No. Bill's going to... S- no, no, no. I won't. I won't. I won't. <laughs> yeah, as he he's, he's, he's searching everywhere for it right now. Um, yeah. Uh, do you, What do you guys think will happen? Prediction time. What do you guys think will happen to, to her and the baby? Um, I think that it should be completely fucked up. And I think that 
that because either she shall she should die and they tried maybe they raised the baby because they haven't seen a baby yet that we know of yeah um but i think something really terrible has to happen um, i think the baby is going to come into play my issue is this mm-hmm. and I, I this is part of the same question so it's just that the next time on tease shows that ed and nate like they don't turn around and immediately go back there mm-hmm. like like they aren't going to get there in time to help her something else is going to happen to them I'd be shocked. I really don't think, unless they are doing some little bit of time trickery, I don't think he's going to walk her outside. I think I know what's going to happen. And then all of a sudden, Ed shows up to help. It, so, won't, it won't be Ed. That's what I mean. It's going to be the Kirog. That'd be cool. I think it'd be neat if he leads them out and they show up and they're like, all right, the, the enough's other, enough. Yeah, the like, other... You've the, been doing this too much. So we found out in the last issue that there are two... Well at least two different versions of faithless factions. men factions not not versions but factions so we have the uh the gozan and we have the kurag mm-hmm. the kurag is the like are they the ones that worship the that one they're the religious looking they're the priests basically yeah. um and they told uh de cool who is a gozan mm-hmm. uh to stop with his experiments yeah but then uh, he basically like, talked back saying he can do whatever he I'm wants. I'm going to do whatever I want and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. He uh, mentions a he's leader. Like, Trust me, you don't you don't want the Gozan to find out that, the, you know, he that you're against that, me. The, who's the leader of the Gozan? He, he, he mentions name? a name. He says a name. He said, you're not, you're not my lord. I won't call you yeah. lord. Um, but yeah, I think it'd be interesting if that's why the crystal, you know, is on the cover. Like, it'd be interesting if the, um, not Gozan? the Gozan, but the other ones Kirag. it'd be interesting if they showed up to stop him and she's caught in the middle of the fight or something like that and maybe it runs away or you know who knows yeah it's gonna be interesting that's that's my prediction i think i think that the like Kirag that. is gonna stop them yeah. but I, I do think that that they that the baby is gonna definitely come into some kind of play with their experiments whether it be with the Kirag or the or the gozan because this is probably the first infant they've seen yeah i think so the issue starts and ends with an infant hmm true Mm-hmm. That's even that's even more to the point because it started with the birth of Scott. Yeah. So I definitely think he's going to play be interesting. A bigger interesting. role. Interesting. Huh. Fascinating. There's something Fascinating. There. Um. So yeah, the next time on or the 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 next issue tease is um just the the general yelling at um or speaking to Ned. 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 I Ed. always do that. You do. I just, Nate, I like, Nate, just, Nate and Ed. Can we just call them Ned anytime they're on uh, <laughs> the, uh, same, like, the same the yeah, same panel? Whenever together. they're together, just kind of how like people, yeah, do that with a, a couple. Um, he says, "What the hell am I supposed to do with you, Ed?" And Nate is like trying to defend him. Well, he's like reprimanding him yeah. for running off. At, at least it appears going into oblivion for going into oblivion <laughs> and. Yeah. Fucking Bill. Bill looks at the. Cover. I knew it. I knew you. Were you gonna looked do it. at it already. How'd you? How'd you see it? Because TJ? I look at the solicits. Uh, then I do too. I, but when I tell you not to look at something because it ruins something, you didn't tell me not to look at it. He, he, I literally just told literally us. told oh, you, you don't do it. Yeah. You said I'm not going to do it. I'm going to show Ryan. Uh, I'm not going to look. It ruins something I'm, big. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Look, hey, the the covers are intentionally misleading. They know this. So, mm. anyways, um, uh, so yeah, that that's it. Well, that's not it. We we so uh, Nate in the next on Nate um, is kind of defending him. And he says, "From what I've heard, he got emotional given the circumstances." I think, and then um, the government or uh, the general 
interrupts him and says he got emotional. Are you really saying that that's an excuse? He was part of a military operation as a courtesy in recognition to his situation. And that's how it ends. Yeah. So, yeah. Cannot believe you looked up that cover. You son of a bitch. Why can you? No, that's no. You don't get to see things, and then I don't get to see them. Because I, I tease, I tease, I, I keyed, te- I tease, I keyed, I tease, I tease things on Twitter. Um, but yeah, I mean, Ryan always used to look up the covers to Invincible, but not post them or not. Uh, we never did. Yeah. So, anyways, um, yeah, I think the next the next one's gonna be a good one. The one after that will be really even good. better. Um, so the next issue comes out on November 13th, which means that the next episode will come out on the 15th. Oh my gosh, which is almost Thanksgiving. Weird. Why is this year going by so fast? These last three months, October, November, December, go by so quickly. So yeah. So with something that Ryan talked about last time, he had an idea for something kind of new and like different little, that we can do a little segment that we can do i like segments i like um you know when podcasts have things like this that you can look forward to i like segments i, I like, like when podcasts pad podcasts segments. have them <laughs> uh so what we're going to start doing is so this is episode 20 mm-hmm. issue 20 mm-hmm. uh we're going to start going back 20 issues ago uh and talking and talking about Every every week here, every week one of us is going to listen to twenty episodes ago. Yes, to that episode and bring up any interesting tidbits that came up during that episode. So TJ, this week or this month, you listened to episode one. Exactly. Which, bear with me, because it was episode one and we had a lot of predictions, a lot. So, uh, so just some interesting things. When issue one came out, Kirkman was currently writing issue 13. Oh, cool. That's what he was on when we first started. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're on issue 20. It's crazy. Uh, Ryan said, it's crazy to think that. So in one of the things that um, Kirkman talked about in one of the interviews is that he said that issue 30 is not going to be not going to feel like the same comic as when you're first starting out. It's only out. 10 from now. It's only 10 from now. Oh, and wow. Ryan said, Ryan said on the first episode, it's crazy to think that we'll still be talking about this 30 issues from now. And we're at 20. <laughs> and we're at 20. Um, Weird. At that time, Otley had just gotten announced to uh, illustrate Spider-Man. Oh, shit. Um, someone asked the question. I didn't write down who. Um, will we see a religious side of the story? Like questioning what caused the transference was it the rapture oh interesting mm. bill and ryan said absolutely yes i said it's very possible but i think it'll mostly be political interesting and i, I think we were all wrong about that yeah, we haven't it's seen more too... political than anything but it, it is really. but it's not like it's super more po- scientific it's it, more political uh... in the sense of it is more scientific it's more science the only political of it is or political side of it is like the government yeah their involvement That's are you so sure much. because there's the one tribe of faceless men that seem to be well, very religious we'll see, we'll see. so i think that one's still up in the air hmm. uh will we find out what caused the transference i said yes and very soon bill said which is true mm-hmm. which was true 
Bill said no and compared it to The Walking Dead, saying oh. that we didn't mm. we didn't I did need, say it's possible. Yeah. We didn't need to know what caused the transference because we didn't we didn't need to know it's what funny caused because not only is what that, caused the uh, Walking Dead what yeah, caused that. Not only is that wrong, Bill, but that is like a key. Plot. Yeah, like a, yeah, <laughs> it's like the story. <laughs> it is what it is. There's some about. really good ones in here. <laughs> I can't wait to get to. So just to keep that in mind, do you remember the first episode where Bill kept saying over and over, he's like, I'm just going to keep throwing things at the wall and see if they stick. Okay. And we were like, I don't, he, and I was like, so you don't care how many things stick to the wall. You just want, you, yeah. you, you just want one that's like good. Um, what else? Ryan said we'd find out uh, about the transference because it's more about the people and not about the event. Mm. Um. Ryan thought that the transference would happen again. Uh, wow. Oh, yeah. I said that too, though. Uh, <laughs> wait. Uh, there was more to that, though. Yeah, Ryan thought that the transference would happen again. Uh, oh, because I, because I, we talked about it later. Okay, I got to find it here. <laughs> Ryan thought that the transference would happen again. Oh, wait, no. You know what? I'm what gonna, do you keep saying Ryan that? thought what? that the transference would happen don't again. Don't have no say it again. <laughs> Ryan thought that the oh. transference <laughs> God. Okay, please don't. We'll, we'll please get don't. back to there's more on that. Okay. But I'll save that for the There's end. more? Ryan thought the <laughs> transfer right. would happen again. <laughs> I was you know I was purposely doing that, right? <laughs> Alright, moving on. Uh Ryan thought that no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh no. Ryan Ryan brought out the Ryan Yeah. Alright, go ahead. Ryan Bill go needs ahead. a minute. Um, Ryan uh, <laughs> called out the O's in the logo are symbolic to something, which we haven't mm. seen yet. Well, Still think, think that they are. I think it's two two dimensions, but it forms an infinity symbol, but we haven't really seen anything yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Bill thinks that the event and overall story will end up being religious. He said... Maybe that maybe oblivion is actually hell and monsters are demons. Ooh. Huh. That would be um, pretty cool. That could still happen. <laughs> I like past Bill. He's a smart guy. And uh, in the first episode or the first issue, we saw Duncan repairing his shoes and talking about what the oblivion song was. Yeah. The call to oblivion. Yeah. And we thought that those shoes were going to be a bigger part of it. Duncan was stick- stitching his shoes. We thought he'd hold on to them and we'd see them again we never did we did, did we, we did yeah. he was running he was running when, he, when put, he, he put him on and oh he was that's running. right that's yeah. right it yeah. wasn't that huge of a but big it was, it story, was a though. great it, moment it was a really good character moment. moment but yeah it wasn't that much um you know um ryan said that nate will get stuck in oblivion and duncan will have to go back in to save him huh. if duncan goes back in He's never coming back. Yeah, that didn't happen. No, Duncan never went back in, except I, for he what he did, fight Oblivion a little bit here on Earth. I said that Nathan gets trapped in a in Oblivion for a very long time, mm-hmm. which he got trapped, but it wasn't for yeah. a very long time. It wasn't like you know. Yeah. Bill said Bill was very adamant about the fact that Nate will take the denture molds. We've talked about this a long time on the what? first episode. The denture molds. He was taking he oh, was taking yeah, molds of people's and teeth. He was convinced yeah. that that we were gonna see Nate go door to door, telling people, "I found this denture mold. Your daughter is dead. Your son is dead. Your husband is dead." Because he's that kind of guy who would go back and tell these people and give the, like 
tell them that they're, that they're actually dead. So and they me have and you closure? Being, yeah, so that they'd have closure. And me and you both agree that he was just looking for his brother. Yeah. He was comparing them to Ed. I forgot um, he did that. Bill very adamant that Nate will take the denture molds of people that he discovered dead in oblivion and will take them back to the families to tell them that they're dead. Uh, Bill said, oh, another thing is that we talked about, which I don't think we really understood the science of the transference when it happened because we talked a lot about, like Bill thought that the government owned monsters that made its way through the transference onto Earth in the last... Interesting. In the last... Um, in the last, first the first transference but as i was reading it and like listening to it over i don't think that's how it happened wherever there were monsters it was oblivion yeah you were in oblivion so i don't think any got no, released cause no because during the second transference monsters so, flew yeah because yeah. Uh, because a section of oblivion gets left on earth where that section of earth went to oblivion so there's monsters that were in that section of oblivion that are now on earth that are flying around earth that happened mm-hmm I remember seeing... TJ always gets confused. But think, think about the second transference. Mm-hmm. We saw monsters on Earth. Yeah. But that wasn't Earth. It was oblivion. It was That was yeah, oblivion. So it was a piece of oblivion on Earth. Right. It just hadn't decayed yet. But there are monsters that were flying around on Earth. Yeah. So like yeah. if an ogre was in oblivion and, and that section of land swapped, then that ogre is in a section that looks like oblivion, but it's actually, once it runs 20 feet, it's now in the city. Yeah. I guess. Which we saw. Ryan said... That sorry, I was no, trying to. Please don't. I was trying to. I don't, I don't even remember what he was. What else what you he got was from our first episode? All right, we ended with what is the big twist? Mm. We each had to come up with our own mm-hmm. version. Um, I think I remember mine. Ryan said that there was another dimension. Yep. That a third. There's, a, hot, there's third, a third. Yeah. And that there's going to be different locations. Of completely different anatomy oblivions. That there's not the next transference would not be there would you said that there would be multiple different ones, and they would all have its a different a different kind of dimension. Yeah, like what we saw. It's basically the angstrom levy. You mm-hmm. you said that there was a water one. There would be a water one. There would be a fire one. There would be like ever yeah, like yeah. completely different dimensions. Um, Bill, you said that Nate that Nate would turn into a terrorist and that he is the villain of the story. Mm-hmm. And I said that someone purposely caused the transference and has the ability to control it and that would Ooh. they would do it again. That's, so we all that's kind of right, though. Mm. Someone did purposely, purposely cause it. caused it and they, he did do it well, again. They purposely caused it, but you're Not talking about, as bad, you're talking yeah. about the, the whatever caused, whatever pulled power from Oblivion. Like that There's person that has power. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. All right, cool. What fun. else? We need to come up with a name for that segment. And I also think because we have some emails to read, I think we should be doing the issue talk, the emails, and then end with that new segment. Okay. Because now we're going back to talking about the new issue. Truth. You yeah, we mean? should just end with that. Yeah. We should true, do, true. We should do that. And, we, and if you have ideas for what we should name that flashback section or segment... Send them in. Yeah, so now everyone knows what it is. Because when we were trying to describe what it is, it was harder to understand what yeah. we were talking about. But yeah. we're just gonna so look, next, we're just so next episode, back. Ryan or me will talk about what Some we discussed interesting in issue two in or issue episode two. Because part of the fun of talking about this and something that we never get to do often with any, whether this this or Invincible podcast, is like follow up on follow our predictions. Follow up on our predictions. Yeah. And like, and, and, you know, we, we just say a bunch of shit. We say a bunch of shit. And then, <laughs> 
And then when we're proved wrong, we're like, hey, so it turns out it's this. You know? So, yeah. Indeed. All right. So I have an email from our good friend, Mike Carter. He says, hi, friends. I'm glad you guys got the chance to meet Kirkman at New York City Comic Con and spend a little bit of time talking to him. I'm looking forward to hearing all about it on this new podcast episode. By the way, did any of you tell him to get to work on the Oblivion song Action Figures? We didn't. Mm. We never talked about that. Is there some? Is, is, do we know that they're in development or anything? The Oblivion song Action Figures? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. He was uh, he was saying, did we? Oh, he, no. Working? He always talks about how he wants like yeah. he wants like. Didn't we talk in the past about like? Was it Mike or oh, somebody no. wrote in and I wanted want, a plushie? I want a plushie. It was you that I wanted want, like an ogre plushie <laughs> or a terabat or a terabat. Yeah. Mm. Uh, he says, my favorite part of this issue what is the entire Ed and Marco sequence. How it begins is great. The two of them in all of their Oblivion gear, just casually standing on the street in broad daylight was funny. I was surprised mm-hmm. some more humor wasn't worked into the scene. It's also cool to see how characters in this series continually use the technology to strategically move back and forth between Earth and Oblivion. When they do get there, Marco's restraint was well done. I began to really like this character uh, in the in this issue. Anyways, thanks for reading the email. I'll catch you guys soon. Mike Carter. Uh, again, Mike Carter has been... Or Mike Carter. Um, Marco has been one of my favorite characters literally since we first got, got to know him in the Marco's beginning of the awesome. series. In the series. More Marco. I love him. And I liked him, like, Mark's, Mike, like Mike said... Even more in this issue, I liked Marco. Yeah. Because he was the guy to be like, dude, chill the fuck out. He had, when, more when, he had more to yeah. do. He had more to do. He had the comedic moment, too. Yeah. When, when Ed took off, I was, like, mad at Ed. Yeah. We all were. Yeah. So. Um, we have another email. Do you want to read that one? Or do you want me to read it? Uh, you can read it. Go ahead. You sure? Yeah. All right. This one comes from Jordan Gilbert. He says, hello, guys. I got to say, this is probably my least favorite issue so far. I thought it was kind of boring in my honest opinion, but of course needed for the story and character development. Ed irritated me just a bit. Agreed. Just carelessly running towards the Faceless Men facility, but I can understand why, because his wife and child are his world. Great interaction between him and Mateo. I forgot he pretty much watched him grow up, and seeing DeCool pull up on Scott and Lucy has me feeling uneasy. First time this comic has made me feel scared or worried for a character or characters. Yeah. By the way, Joker thoughts? In my opinion, can't be compared to Heath since Ledger had a Batman and Phoenix did not. Love your, uh, love to hear your thoughts on it. Love, Jordan. Um, you, we talked a good amount of Joker at the beginning of the episode. And yeah, I think we completely agree with um, everything, especially with uh, Lucy and Scott and that being mm-hmm. terrifying. Well, I'm um, Ed, it, it bothered us, Ed rushing in. Um, I, I don't know if I would say it's my least favorite issue. It's definitely I hate, not my least. I hate comparing them like that because they're all very good. Um, but yeah, it's just it's it's a it's one of those. You know, the, the, I liked it because I because because of what I think is going to happen. Yeah, I think that they up. needed to build up backstory for Scott the baby mm-hmm. and for Marco because I think Marco is going to play a bigger role. Mm. Yeah. I just think it's funny. Build backstory for a baby that's like the, a month old the infant, the infant that has no backstory. It's literally <laughs> who, is, who even is this baby? What are his motives? <laughs> I'd like to see. We, we got a we got a flashback for this baby. Uh, yeah. 
I don't think I I agree with you, Ryan. I don't I I like. I'm sure there are moments in no, that's not yeah. There there are definitely parts in earlier issues that I didn't like more than this one. However, this one had a really great high with the end. I feel like if you can end the comic strongly, the rest of it is is really strong as well. Yeah. So, I can't wait for the next issue. Yeah. And I do Fair. feel sick to my stomach because Dekul. I just I don't know. Like I, it's like he's definitely I, not a good guy. Yeah, he's, he's but, killing people. But I but, don't. I'm not scared for Lucy. I or I am. I feel like I feel like they're safe. Yeah, I but, do too. But I mean, I wouldn't put my life on it. You know what I mean? Like I do. Would... You, do you, okay? So in in reading The Walking Dead, like after certain characters died, you're like, okay. I guess no one's really truly safe in this comic. You know what I mean? There, I mean, like when Tyrese and like all that shit happened, mm-hmm. um, Glenn, and I'm talking specifically about the comic book. Mm-hmm. I haven't really gotten and and it and this comic isn't about like being in that scenario where people will constantly be dying because there aren't like you know zombies and shit. But I've never really been afraid about a character dying. But I think that's what you see. even even when Nate got stabbed, I was like, okay. Yeah, but I like, also don't feel like I'm like needing I'm that. Needing that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. what I, that's why I kind of like backtracked and said it's not necessarily. I'm, I'm not necessarily needing that in this book, but mm-hmm. in this scenario, it, I would it, like it, to feel actual fear. Yeah. Like, and and I feel like and I, I something and I know could that next issue her. could start with her holding the baby, walking behind him, and him saying, stay close, and walking out the door, and that being, like, a page or two of that, and it being very tense. Could you imagine, like, them walking into, like, a dark area, and then just seeing the next panel's, like, blood, like, pouring out? Could you imagine? No. Yeah. And then then you realize, and he says, I'm actually a demon, I'm a fallen angel from hell, and then I was, like, I was right the whole time. That's right. Hmm. Okay. Do we have anything else? Do we want to add a new segment and add another hour onto this podcast, or no? (laughs) This yeah. was actually a very quick episode. Was it really? Yeah. Yes. How long? Very quick. What do you think? I don't know. I have to edit it. But both Oblivion Song and Invincible Podcast should be shorter than they both normally are. Yeah, because so we're, we we're doing them both on, we did on good. the same same night. And so I think that we're just this finishing up. episode was pretty lively considering that it... Yeah, you know, I'm starting to feel it though. Yeah. yeah. Your eyes are starting to glaze over a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> trying to get excited because I'm, I'm hearing the music in the background. Not that we can actually hear it, yeah. but... Oh, this is my favorite part. This is my favorite part of it. Right here. Right when it, here. When it kicks up after yeah, we really say bye. Oh, that's yeah. the good shit. That's, that's the best part. part. That's, that, that is the best that part. That is the most fulfilling part of editing every podcast. Yes. Is, yes. is getting the end end kick, right? Yes. Well, mm-hmm. on that note, I'm Bill. I'm TJ. And I'm Ryan, and he did it! Goodbye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>